Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Yeah, it's finally here. We don't have to wait anymore. Lent is over, way over. Happy Easter. Thank you, and welcome to the most important night of your liturgical life. This night holds primacy over all other festivals and feast days in the church. This is the great feast of Christ's resurrection. If there was ever a reason to ring bells and proclaim the gospel from the parapet of the church, this would be the night. If there was ever a reason to get excited and out of pure joy and love for the Lord to run around until people thought that we were crazy because we could not contain our appreciation for what the Lord has done for us, this would be the night to do it. But note very carefully that I said if there was a reason to act crazy, usually when it comes to the work of evangelization, better not to look crazy. Just a pro tip for you in case you want to take that in your belt. Yeah, don't look crazy when you're trying to spread the gospel. That's rule number one. You think Jesus did that? Yeah, he was a normal guy. So if there was a reason to run around and look like a crazy person, this would be the night. But I'm still not really suggesting we run around and look crazy. Because what does it matter if someone can convince you with an argument or if they're a good orator this does not mean that they have a deep and loving relationship with Jesus. The ideal relationship with, with Jesus brings unity to us. It brings our brokenness and trades it for wholeness. The Lord says in the Gospel of John that he wishes all humanity to be one, just as Jesus and the Father are one. We always proclaim that the sacrifice of Jesus was made once for all, for all times, meaning that tonight we do not re-crucify Christ, but rather we are transported and made one with his actual sacrifice on Golgotha. The church believes in unity so much that Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and tonight are actually just one mass spread over three days. The church only has one Triduum Mass, and every church around the world participates in it. Even the way tonight's specific liturgy is set up is oriented to guide those coming into the church through a mini-experience of everything that has brought them to the church that they now want to be a part of. And for everyone else, the liturgy is a reminder of how God has worked throughout creation, starting in darkness when the earth was void and did not have light. This is why we start in the dark, to remind you that without God there is nothing, not even light. And so the entire liturgy is oriented to bring us back to what our life with the Lord has been throughout all of time. So tonight's liturgy has four parts. First is the ceremony of light. Next is the liturgy of the word, followed by the baptismal rite, and finally, the liturgy of the Eucharist. So let's go down each part, shall we? The first is the ceremony of light, and by starting, starting in darkness, as I said, we are reminded of how life was before God spoke creation into existence. 
We listen to the great exaltat be sung, which is the verbal history of God reaching into humanity throughout the ages to reveal himself to us. For those entering the church, this reminds them of their lives before the Spirit illuminated their lives to see his greatness and draw them into a relationship with him. The second part is the liturgy of the word. This is a longer verbal history than the one we heard in the Exaltat. It pits, picks out specific parts of scripture where the Lord helped his people become free, where the Lord helped them know him better, where the Lord released them from their sin and bondage. This is the part of the Mass that allows us to hear not only our need for a Savior, but also his love for us and how he willingly comes to save his children. For those entering the church tonight, this represents the call that they have heard of God in their lives, his call that can only be answered by entering into the one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. Next, we have the rite of baptism. This part needs little explanation. The first two parts of tonight's liturgy are all talk, and in the words of the country song from the 90s, this part needs a little less talk and a lot more action. We have spent time remembering and hearing about the goodness of the Lord and the call of him in our lives. And now, during the sacrament of baptism, those entering into the church experience the goodness of God and have all of their sins washed away. God's mercy is no longer something that is theoretical, but now they have experienced it. And for those entering into full communion of the church, they have experienced being sealed with the Holy Spirit. They are all being made more unified individuals by these sacraments. And at this point, if the liturgy of the Lord's resurrection ended, it would still be an amazing liturgy, the highlight of our year. But we are conditioned from a very early age to have an uncomfortable level of comfort around the absolutely divine. If we go to church and we don't receive communion, we feel as if the sacrifice or the ritual hasn't been completed or fulfilled, and you would be absolutely correct. We may be taught that from the age of seven we can interact with the presence of the divine in the Eucharist, but that doesn't mean that we should come to it with any less reverence than the God of the absolute entire universe deserves. And it is this same God of the universe and everything in it that has desired to make us so whole, to make our healing so full here on earth, that he desires us to be set apart so much, so holy, that he leaves for us his own flesh, his body, blood, soul, and divinity, so that we would always know the absolute and best way to be made like him to receive the Eucharist and to be transformed into the divine, this is the Lord's hope for us. And this is what our brothers and sisters all over the world who are being brought into the church this evening are anticipating. Our brothers and sisters have lived in the world and seen what it has to offer, and they have found it lacking, just as everyone else here has. If we are here for any other reason, then we think that the Catholic Church has absolute fullness of truth, 
If we are here for any other reason than that, then we are fooling ourselves and wasting our time. Catechumens around the world have been preparing, waiting, and anticipating. And some, even after this night, will still be anticipating entrance into the church based on their specific circumstance. But this night, we rejoice as a church, for the number of those added to Christ this night is increased. For his love for us that dies on the cross, for his love that leaves us the Eucharist as our salvation. May Jesus Christ be praised now and forever.